You're now listening to the Bad Guy Radio production of Black and White featuring Green Eye Soup, Ozzy, and your boy King Mac. What's up, King Mac? I appreciate it. Hey, what's up, guys? You're tuning into another episode of Black and White. It's your boy, the soul of the South Side, the green eyed suit, Panthera Onka Six himself, Justin Lee. And I'm here with all C Sox and King Mac. Boys, how you feeling tonight? I'm, I'm winning. Good. Winning. Yeah. <laughs> what you yeah. winning? You got some bets going on, Ozzy. That's, that's why you're winning. Ah, socks die off. We're mingling, we're chatting, we're recording. It's always a good oh, time. Yeah. All right. Now, let me talk about something that's the opposite of winning. The fucking New York Mets. Number one, uh, Mr. Cohen, you should be ashamed of yourself publicly tweeting out that you are unhappy with the on-base percentage and the OPS of your fucking team. You scumbag. You had the audacity to make a trade for Javier Baez, a guy who, in fact, is going to strike out 180 to 220 times in a 162-game calendar. You traded for that guy, and you're going to sit here and tell the general public you're worried about OPS? You animal. You, you, you sat there, and you got happy with J.D. fucking Davis at third base when I'm old enough to remember when the golden boy, number five, David Wright, played in New York. And you get, you're going to give your fans, who you're taking the side on, giving the thumbs down, booing your employees who are sacrificing their professional career and their optics to stand up for a team that you just write off as a check stub. When Javier Baez put his thumbs down to your useless and insignificant home crowd at City Field, he was drawing his fucking line in the sand. You scumbags. Francisco Lindor is Mr. Fucking Smile. He has no sting, no bite. So when your fans ridicule him and say anything, he's going to brush it off as the happy guy. Javi's not that guy. He's a Chicago guy. So when you bring that smoke to his baseball diamond, he's going to give it back to you, especially knowing how people message his teammate, Marcus Stroman, calling him all types of names, uh, uh, N-word at that. When, when are the players are going to be able to stand up to people like you, Mr. Cohen, who just look at the numerical value of these human beings? When, when is it going to happen? You got Jacob deGrom on the shelf. What can you rely on in Noah Syndergaard? I don't even know he's in the fucking league. He's looking like National League Kopech two years ago. He's a myth. You have no transcendence in your organization. And now your players can't even stand up for one another without social scrutiny from their boss or otherwise. This is a venomous situation, and I'm holding you of the highest responsible. There's blood on your fucking hands, Cohen. That's that, and that's how we're going to open it up. Mac, how you feel about this situation? Because I know you was blind, uh, and you you didn't uh, you didn't feed into it. You didn't take a look at it. How you feel about the old situation? Uh, you know, I'm a little old school. I ain't gonna lie to you. So, you know, my old school ways. If you stinking it up as a player, the fans got a right to boo. I have no problem with that. They got a right to. Put their thumbs down, say you suck, whatever. I mean, they pay money to you know see you play. They expect a certain product, you know, on the field. That's that's, that's the way they look at it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you know you you don't go back to your weed man if he's selling huff. Do you? You express your displeasures. You hell know what no, I mean? Hell no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm an old school in that way. Uh, I don't have a problem with the fans booing. I don't have a problem with the fans, thumb, you know, putting their thumbs down. I don't have a problem with the fans expressing their displeasure if a player not playing right. Only thing I will have a problem with is if the fans is, you know, sending out threats 
anything of that. They nature. do a- a- anything, anything of that nature. But on the other hand, I also don't have a problem with players saying something back. You know what I mean? That that doesn't uh, bother me either. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I come from the old school. Like I said, if you talk shit, you should be able to take it if somebody talks shit back. You know that that's the way it go in my in my world. So I, I don't see what the uh, you know why you know it's a big deal. You know, but then again, it's the Mets. I mean, they are the other team. In New York, I guess you could say. They the step so. team in their own <laughs> fucking city. But they, like we spoke about with the uh, NL East being up for grabs months ago, fellas. Like, you know, Justin said Washington. I said Atlanta. Looks like Philadelphia going to make a run. But, I mean, that's not the discussion right now. But my point is the Mets could have easily made a couple of big acquisitions to get them over Philadelphia and Atlanta and win the division. Um Maybe that's what the fans are more booing about. You get Harvey Baez in there or anyone else for that matter. And the New York fans are always going to be New York fans, okay? You don't see that in St. Louis as much. You don't see it in you know, Arizona. I'm just trying to think of some some lower sort of fanhood clubs, but New York's always been that way. Let's San Diego. Philadelphia do it. They boo Jim Tomey. New York booed Derek Jeter. I don't agree... Mac, I, I do hear what you're saying about they have a right to boo. I just don't like the fact that they're booing. If you're a you're a fan, but another word for fan is a supporter. So if you're calling it support and you're sitting there booing somebody, but there again, they just got Baez. Baez is from a team that was successful the whole time he was there, except for the first growing couple of years. And he couldn't handle the pressure either. Obviously, he couldn't handle the move. He couldn't handle the booing. And whatever he jumps up and does is on him. I know Justin, you know, Cohen probably shouldn't have come out and said anything. Uh, Absolutely shouldn't have come out and said anything. But the player on the field, the one that's getting booed, just, I don't know, brush it off, get better. Work harder. Yeah, Mac, I don't mind if there's a really bad thing said to him to jump back and like someone in the first row that really gives you an N-word or whatever. Yeah, I absolutely jump back up because that's no good. That's There's no need for that. There's no room for that in the game. But as far as the booing, I, I just don't really really like the booing to begin with. So after that, I guess it just trickles down to the fact that I I don't understand why even people do it. Uh, they're trying. They're trying hard for your team. All right, they're underperforming, but well, you're going to boo me out and make me feel like shit. And you know, in every action, there's a reaction. So it's a it's a tough one for me to uh, answer, Green Eye. To be honest, well, I mean, you know, Why it's would... like most people who got corporate jobs, right? At the end of the year, or whatever, they get an evaluation, and you know, the evaluation says either either your boss said you was doing a good job and you get a raise, or your boss said you're doing a horrible job, you don't get a raise, or sometimes they might even let the person go. So I guess, you know, the fans' only ability to respond to a player that's not performing well is to boo. What other way can they express their displeasures besides Why boo booing? somebody? Or not going to be happy for their success. To an individual, I guess. But to the organization, all right, you don't show up to the game. But we're baseball fans, so we do. You cannot buy your season tickets, but you've been a season ticket for 20 years, so you do. Yeah. You don't watch the games on TV, but you're a baseball fan. You want your son to be a ball. uh, In this circumstance, you want your son to be a Mets fan. So you, you sit in front of the TV with your son or daughter and you watch the Mets game. Mm-hmm. So, but, I, as a fan, what outlet do you have to voice your displeasure besides booing? You have no other. You have no other outlet to voice your displeasure besides either not going to the games. And if you're a season ticket holder, you already paid your money, so you don't want to waste your money. You're gonna go to the game. Um, so, well, I guess I'm almost the point where just stop showing <laughs> displeasure. You want them to be better. They're trying to be better. Are they really? down and tools and not trying. 
it's it's tough because all right, if they really full on Manny Ramirez back in Boston where he had to show um, show somebody up, and he took three straight fastballs down the middle, didn't swing in any of them. That was sending a message. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if Baez gets up there or any other Mets player, and and doesn't try, I guess. I guess you'd have some few words, choice words to him, but if he's up there trying, that's my, <laughs> that's my whole issue. Like how the, the, the day after that shit came out, the Mets had a double header game. One of the double header uh, Mets walked off single to left field ball. Uh, Javi's on second trying to score from on a base hit to left field ball gets under left fielder's glove. Javi was already making the turn to third. So even if the left fielder would have fielded that cleanly, Javi was trying to score. Why are we kicking dirt on this man's name when he's still playing at 110%? Grinding level? it out, wants to win, hustling. Yeah. I would he's... not be I would not be in support of this whole situation from, you know, Javi giving it giving the fans the same smoke and, you know, really giving support to actually Lindor and his teammates that actually, you know, they are pushing, but they're getting all this shit dumped on them. Javi is is sending that same message like we we could react too i don't have no problem with him reacting i don't no, have no either. i don't have Especially no problem when with he's him. still playing to win i don't have no problem with him responding but i do think as a player you should understand that you might face some criticism if you mm-hmm. don't do well i mean that I, I it's not too many people don't Face criticism when they don't do well. It's, it's not a it's not a job out there where you get patted on your back for not doing well. So I don't see why athletes think it should be any different because it's not no different. If you're not performing well, people pay you to see you perform well, and, and they're getting paid a that, lot of money. That's yeah. the pressure of the job, whether you like it or not. The pressure of the job is. When when you pay to go see the White Sox, you want to see Abreu driving runs. That's what you pay for. That's what that's what Abreu does. You want to see Tim Anderson make that amazing play in shortstop. That's what you pay for. That's what they do. So to me, I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem with a fan being upset that a player is not performing well. No, no, none of us, none of us do. But I mean, as far as What's booing really going to do except for lower the bloke's self-esteem even further? I mean, they've got to face the pressure of, like, media shit and uh, some other questions or even managers' talks or hitting coaches' talks. But that's another thing, too. We don't get how much work are they putting in uh, behind the b- behind the camera. Yeah, you don't get Are they putting that. in any extra? Are they doing more running? Are they trying to get better or are they just – going out to party in Indiana and couldn't give a toss what they do tomorrow on the field. I, you know, I, I just, like I say, may I come from old school background. I, I, if a person makes an error, if my son made an error, I'm going to voice my displeasure. Like, what the fuck, bro? You know, you got to stay focused. What's going on? As a, I see no reason why a fan shouldn't be able to do that. I mean, you're a fan. That means you're a fanatic. You care about your team. Most fans, most players, eventually going to leave the team and go somewhere else. The fan is still going to be stuck with that team. So what they see is their team. This is my team. This is who I root for. They're not really paying attention necessarily to the name on the back of the jersey, they just care about that they team succeeds. And all they know is you're not helping their team succeed. So how the fuck am I supposed to voice my displeasure about that? Well, if you're a fan, you're a fanatic. If you're a supporter, you support. You supporting your team though, Ozzy. Your team. Yeah, you support. You support the only the only uh the only sorry to cut you off, Aussie. The only no, reason me. the only reason why Javi does the thumbs down, they do it every time they have success. So every hit they giving the thumbs down signal. You know what I'm saying? So does, does Pete Alonso do it? Are they all involved or is it just Javi and a few out? 
it's well, who's Javi doing it? A few, it's, I think it's Javi and a few others. I could be wrong. Anyway, Javi's the cover boy of this shit. So he's having – the Mets are having more success lately as the thumbs-down crew. Well, they got something. Because <laughs> yeah, they've got – yeah. They, they got something to rally around. around. All of, yeah, they're yeah. all No, yeah. that's, that's the bulletin board material. Yeah. You mean to tell me that it's gotten to the point to where the franchise don't even have to look at being four and a half games back in the division. They got to build a fucking anarchy, a, a, a athletic mutiny in Queens right now to draw their line in the sand. That That is beautiful to me. And I and you know what? To be honest with you, I have no problem with fans booing or whatever because at the end of the day, an athlete got a job to do anyway, whether you hear or not, with you somebody in your ear or not. You got to do your job, but you're still a human. And you can respond yeah, accordingly. You, I agree. You can respond. I'm from the South Side, where when you talk shit, expect this shit get told back. I'm fine with all that, but I don't think uh, it's the fans' fault because they voice their displeasure if a player is not doing well. I, 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 I don't see that because I'm from the South Side. If the White Sox playing like shit, that stadium is empty. And in an empty stadium, you might hear some booze. That's how the fuck the fans <laughs> voice their displeasure. When the White Sox was playing like shit, that stadium was not filled like it is now. That's how people voice their displeasure. That's okay. how people voice their displeasure. On the South Side, that's what we know. We know for keeping it real. And like I say, I think, and I'm learning this on Twitter, it's a gap. It's a generational gap. You know, you got a lot of young, you know, social media is a young man's territory, or I should say a young people's territory. So you got a gap. So some of the stuff, you know, you young guys do, not to be the old man in the room, but some of the stuff you young guys do, I don't understand. I don't necessarily agree with that because I come from a different time and era where if you didn't do what the fuck you supposed to been doing, your ass got cursed out or whatever. You got criticized. That's the way I ain't it never was. booed. I I never booed Yoan Moncada. I never <laughs> booed Dylan fucking Cease. And sometimes my boys stunk up the place. Well, and I never, some, you know, sometimes. <laughs> that's you. I mean, that's you. And hey, mate, I never booed him either. Yeah, but yeah. that's just and, a that's a etiquette thing. That just goes to show you the crumb, the the type of uh, toxic environment the Mets are socially. You know what I'm saying? How, and it how is that a toxic environment though? Is how, you got the owner call, You got the owner basically calling out. Oh, no, I thought team. you was talking about booing. I ain't talking about the owner. No, no, no. But think about this: the White Sox been terrible the last couple of years outside of you know us making the playoffs. That's it. Come years. on, every day somebody on Twitter saying Collins suck. This is the thing I don't. But get. ain't nobody booing people, at the game. People think because they saying the man suck in private, it's a difference. I was see. That's how my mind is wired different. I come from the school. Well, you say what the fuck you mean, and you mean what the fuck you say. Mm-hmm. And you don't hide it. See, this new era of fake shit I can't get with. Oh, I'm voicing my displeasure privately. I'm so much better. I don't understand that fucking train of thought. No, if you fucking happy, you're fucking unhappy, bro. That's it. You have a right to say, I'm fucking displeased with how you are playing. That's life. You do good sometimes. You don't do good sometimes. You up, you down. That's life. But to try to say, so because you on Twitter every day saying Zach Collins suck, but you don't act fucking Zach Collins, oh, it's a difference. What the fucking difference is? He can type in his name and literally see every tweet that everybody put out that mentioned him. So because you were so-called private with it, you show etiquette because you hid your fucking displeasure? No, to me, that shit just mean you fake as fuck. Say what you mean and mean what the fuck you say. Yeah, solid point. Absolutely solid point. And goes back to the Yoan Mankata when every one of us was saying we want him to be better. That didn't mean these he's the best athlete in Chicago right now. Based on what? 
And then you say to you say to these same people, well, don't you think? Uh, why do you think he's at? Oh, didn't you see him in two thousand nineteen? Yeah, I did. He's got potential to be better. I said, yeah, I know. And that is underachieving because he hasn't lived back up to that level. So me, me and X, the X Factor are having an argument about Yoan Mankata. I'm saying I want him to be back up to that level. You're saying he's the best because he can be at that level. You're contradicting yourself when you tell me he's living up to his potential when he's not. And I want him to. And when he fucking does... Everyone's going to be happy, including me. Don't throw it back at me face and say, I told you so, he's awesome. No, I fucking told you so, <laughs> dude. Because mm-hmm. he hitting 220, a 10-game 10, 10 hitting streak, getting a little bit better, a little bit better. And I said three weeks ago on this show, if he fires up and gets back to his best in September, it's like getting two Luis Roberts back. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to, dude, we know what you can do. Do it. And these other people have said, oh, he's the best. But he wasn't the best. He hasn't been close to his best. Exactly. I agree with and that. Lucas Giolito oh, affinity. My thing is, of, why do criticism at, equal hate? Because you criticize somebody. No, it why, shouldn't. Why is that automatic hate? Or because you disagree with somebody that's hate. Why is that hate? Why is criticism, criticism, disagreement equal hate? That makes no sense to me. Oh, because people just jump to conclusions. Yeah, that, they... that makes no sense. Because, because you say Moncada is solid and not great, you're Moncada hater. That makes no sense. I mean, I'm a magical stand. I'm a magical stand. I was, well, I was. even went to the Cubs now, so that's fucking over with. But I was a magical stand. I was a fucking Tim Anderson stand. Lewis Roberts stand. As a matter of fact, you can go back where my old Twitter shut down now. But I said Lewis Roberts was going to be the best player on this team. Said it way back then and gave reason why. Not just numbers. What I seen, what I like, and why he would be. So go back to that. But anyway, why does, why is Moncada stand so sensitive? Anything you say, the man not aggressive. Oh, you're my God hater. Oh, you're my God hater because he's saying not aggressive. He's not fucking aggressive. That's the fucking truth. Why Why does that equal hate? Why are you guys so sensitive? I, I, I don't understand it. Once again, I, I had to go back to my old man thing. I think it's a young a young people thing. They think any criticism of them because they're not used to getting criticized these days. They think any criticism of them means you hate them. Is hate. Last night when he caught that ball that was twirl around the wind. And he was smiling. Looked like he was having fun. That's the first emotion I've seen from him in in how long? Bingo. And that's and, that's why he's not aggressive because he's he's a quiet guy. No, you hit it right on the head, Aussie. Where's the where's the explosion? I know how TA feeling. He wears his heart on his sleeve every day. Well, Moncada, we gotta coddle him. He's a he's sensitive guy. That's why most of most of the time teammates do the talking for him. Look, you know? look like you wanted to drive in that run hitting fifth or hitting. Yeah. Sixth. Look like you want to fucking sit, stand there and hit a home run. If you strike out in a weird call, fucking argue with the umpire. Yeah. That, that, yeah. You know what? so many bad calls. Well, fucking get chucked out of a fucking game. You know what's interesting Act today? Act like you give a shit. Patrick, uh, Patrick Nolan on Twitter, uh, he from the Sox machine, he put Pen-o. out. He put out, yeah, pinholes. He put out... Uh, the FWAR of all the White Sox players, what it would be if they had 650 plate appearance. Anyway, Robert would have been number one, Grandel two, Moncada three, Anderson four, Eloy five, Abreu six, Leroy Garcia uh, seven, who people hate, <laughs> but he would have, but he's seven as a bench player, and then Vaughn. But anyway, so I I I like to have these discussions with numbers guys because I think number one, you could take certain numbers and you could twist them and show what you want. And I think I, I give a shout out to White Sox Dave. I think he did a great article because he said in his own way, basically that the advanced metrics was kind of overrating Moncada. It was a good art. So I tweeted Patrick. I said, Hey man, well, what would it be offensively? 
Now with just war, it shows Moncada as the third best player. But if you look at far as offensive production, then he's the fifth best player as far as WRC. And then if you look at uh, this other stat, he got WPA. Mankata not even fifth. He's he like seventh or something like that. So, once again, yes, he's doing good in war, but his defense is adding to that. And you know what was great? I haven't had time to do it. I didn't give up on it, so the haters going to be mad at that. But when I was doing my plus-minus thing, my plus-minus showed that. And it's amazing that you people out there, you you guys like to spew numbers, but then when Mac do his plus-minus thing, uh, you motherfuckers became haters and tried to talk shit. I guess y'all thought a guy from Inglewood couldn't do numbers or some shit. Get y'all ass out of here. I understand you fucking haters. But it showed that. <laughs> Clapping to that. Clapping to that. Hell yeah, man. Get into the fucking... Dude, you had it. Yeah. Your role's beautiful. You know, so his defense is making him... So that's why the fans have a disconnect because his defense is making him more valuable than what they see him doing at the plate. That's the simplest way I can put it. You know, this this your your guy right now. Well, yeah, the thing about it is the Moncada stands, what they fail to realize is he's a 5 tool player only giving us four tools. I'm not worried about the average. A guy who hits Moncada's line drives should be hitting upwards of 22 to 25 home runs a year, period. Now, when his power leaves, that just gives you straight singles. He's not fucking – the doubles are going to be routine. So we we crunch all of his numbers, and then we go sit our ass in these seats and then watch him play some beautiful fucking defense, man. He that, played that, beautiful defense. He is that, beautiful. That, that pirouette last night was a thing of beauty. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, then then nice. Glove flipped it to uh, Eloy on the fly just to get it back in. Uh, Aussie alluded to the, the fact that we need to light Moncada's fire. I would rather him get lit emotionally first before we see the explosion at the plate. When Before we see the guy that needs to swing at these four-seam fastballs right down the middle that he's taken for some God reason. Swinging earlier in account, get himself back into a rhythm. The glove is there. He's already healthy. He's getting his legs underneath him. That's why he got these fuck this fucking hitting streak. He's sniffing out hits every game some way or another. The defense ain't leaving. Uh, the stands, we just got to make sure our boy hits more home runs. Anything else is indefensible. The defense, the, his glove is going to be there. I'm not worried about stolen bases or nothing like that in an offense like this. He just got to hit the ball out of the ballpark. The stands are sensitive because our boy is sensitive, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, and that's what I was saying about war. To me, Abreu is more valuable than Mankata. To me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. RBI is a real fucking stat, you stupids. Yeah, I mean, just not even going (laughs) off that. I mean, just what he does. He's a more valuable player. To me, Robert is a more valuable player than Moncada. Uh, to me, Tim Anderson is a more valuable player than Moncada. To me, Eloy Jimenez is a more valuable mon- than Moncada. And because of Grandel and his power, he's more valuable than Moncada to me thus far this year. As far as just what they bring uh, offensively, you know, to score runs. Now, I, I'm a man who loves defense. So I would say, yeah, Mankata is probably a better overall player than Grandel. Uh, he probably a better overall player than Eloy. But it's I would, not a big gap between Mankata and Andrew Vaughn right now. I'm gonna tell you that. I I'm think I mean, right I mean, now. there is no big gap between him and Mankata. Uh, I don't agree with that necessarily because. I mean, Vaughn bat is not like. They bats is probably even, and Vaughn yeah. and Vaughn is not and Vaughn is not um, a, has the defense that Makata has. So I could, I got to say yeah. it's a separation. And, I do. 
I gotta say. It's uh, in a, in a, I mean, just to the fact that you alluded on this a few weeks ago on kiss Twitter. Kiss my ass, man. Mac, Mac put this on Twitter all all week. Oh, a few weeks ago, sorry, but he he's been saying it a lot. You're the ones who put him on a pedestal, so we expect him to live up to that pedestal. Why wouldn't we? When you when you said he was fucking great, we got him in the sale trade. Um, and he's this gun player. He's chiseled out of rock. He's awesome. Blah blah blah. And I just try to find an example of a guy. As I while you guys are talking, Ty France from Seattle Mariners, second baseman. Mm, mm, mm. For instance, his home runs and average, uh, <laughs> and I've lost what I was talking about, uh, 16 home runs, which isn't a whole lot, but it's more than Mankata. They make Ty, clutch home runs. Ty France. This isn't one of the guys that was number one in the top 100 MLB prospects. So when you ask me to want more from Mankata, and don't be a Moncada hater. I'm not a Moncada hater. I want more from him. I want him to live up to the fucking, where was he, top 100 prospects. Number one at the time. That's all I've got to say about Moncada. Because I do love the bloke. I just want him to do a whole lot more. Not just a little bit more. I want him to rake. Yeah. When, when, why, why shouldn't he have 18 to 20 home runs right now? When 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 I was doing the plus minus, I told people he was valuable then because he was racking up on the plus minus because of his defense. I mean he was I mean he was killing. He was racking up. I said, man, Moncada is more valuable than what people think, but it's not why they think he's valuable. It's that defense. Mm-hmm. That defense yeah, no, is the solid. Defense. As far as offensively, he hasn't lived up to what I mean. You know, you stands of Moncada was saying. He hasn't lived up to that, and I'm not even I'm not even killing my car. I'm just saying most baseball fans. I mean, especially you metric guys. So y'all should agree with it. Y'all decried defense. Y'all decried defense. I mean, shit. That's how y'all fucking was killing my. A lot of you guys was killing magical. You know, this fucking exit low this and that. The, 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 dumb, dumb. Don't run bases. Slap dick. Don't run bases well. All of that. But it comes to find out. He would have had a similar fucking war that Moncada would have had. And you guys love fucking war. So if if Magical and Moncada would have had a similar war, they fucking what 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 makes Moncada so much better than Magical? They was fucking more home runs. They would they would have been worth the, uh, the same thing. So, okay, that's more my potential point. Potential power. More potential power. Oh, okay. More potential power. That's my point. Then guess and, what? And underlying Proven the power. Proven power. If that's your argument. Proven. Fair enough. If that's your argument, you should switch it You should never say he's better than an Abreu then. If that's your how argument. How many music video how many music videos Nick Magical got? And we're gonna close the book on that. It, fuck that. <laughs> Disaster. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? So uh basically since Moncada trash out of on the bad guy radio, we think Moncada trash all of a sudden. Uh <laughs> Who said uh, that? King yeah. Mac King Mac been glorifying Luis Robert like he's some type of Willie Mays generational. You wanna uh dive in on that, Mac? Hell you've been thinking about. Absolutely. I mean, as a White Sox fan, I've been begging for that generational talent. I mean, we had it in Frank Thomas, but it's been a long, 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 long time. So I've been begging for that player that can do everything. You know what I mean? I watched Mookie Betts in the World Series. I watched him turn the game with his legs running. I watch him turn the game with his glove, robbing home runs defensively. I watch him turn the game with his bat, hitting for power. And I'm like, man, I'm thinking at the time of the World Series, I'm like the fucking Dodgers, the fucking Giants, the fucking Yankees, the fucking Red Sox. They get all the fucking cool players. They get all the generational top. Why we can't have a Willie May? Why we can't have a a, 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 a Mickey Mantle, you know? Why we can't have 
a generational talent. And I think, you know, I finally found one. And I mean, it has brought joy to my heart because we got us a guy. And I said this before in like 2019, 18, that Lewis Roberts will be the best player on this team. I told the people that I told them why I said he was aggressive. I said he plays with his hair on fire. He goes hard all the time. I say, if you look at his athletic ability, it's otherworldly. I forgot what he ran in the 60, but it was something ridiculous, his 60 time. He has the strength, the power, the speed. I mean, he's a true 5-2 player that everybody in the baseball world like to talk about when they uh, scout these players or they giving some type of analysis on these, on these players. And we have that. We have a guy that can win us a game with the bat, we have a guy that can win us a game with his speed. We have a guy that can win us a game with his defense. We have it. We have that special player. And I think as White Sox fans, we need to take a step back. Everybody's saying Mankata, Mankata. And I love Tim Anderson because of what he does for the community. So he's very special. But I mean, realistically and honestly, Robert is probably going to be the best player we have seen in a White Sox uniform since Frank Thomas. And if we're talking about defense, speed, and power, you got to think, Robert is a little bit of Tim Anderson. Robert is a little bit of Abreu because he got that power. He's a little bit of Tim Anderson because he got that speed. And for you Moncada's uh, stands, he's a little bit of Moncada because he got that glove. I think you're forgetting about the uh, Kevin Euclid's. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> so the Uke, baby. Uke. So take a take a take a step back and enjoy this man supreme talent that he has. Because we haven't seen this shit. For a long time. Aaron, You're right, man. I seen, yeah. I seen we, we, we haven't had it. And now we got it. We we got us a fucking trap. We got us a Mookie Betts. We got us all these fucking phenomenal players that we looked at with envy. Like, damn, why he can't be in a white socks uniform? We got that player. If this man stays healthy, we looking at Hall of Fame talent, people. We looking at 30-30 talent, 30 stolen bases, 30 home runs type talent. I would even be willing to take it farther than that. We're looking at 40-40 type talent, 40 stolen bases, 40 home run type talent, people. Fuck, we're retiring his number. I'm damn yeah, near retiring. I'm building the statue air. right now. I seen that man take a double on the single. I say, whoa. Shit blew my socks off, as they say. I couldn't believe it. I say, look at here. We got ourselves a fucking baseball player. I told Dan this, not to jump on Dan, that Victor Cool, but I told Dan, I said, Dan, don't be comparing uh, Luis Gonzalez to Robert. No, two different players. Fuck no. Robert is a man amongst boys. He can go up to Luis Gonzalez, tap him on his head and say, it's going to be okay. He's a different. He's a different type of player, man. I don't think people understand what the fuck they're seeing, but y'all better, you better get used to seeing greatness because that's what you're seeing now. I was saying Moncada the goat. No, you seeing fucking goat from Robert. That's goat. The man made me change my fucking Twitter name for Christ's sake. Put some respect on the Pantera's name. He's a goat. We're not talking about watered down cheese. Goat cheese. I'm talking about real goat stuff here. And that's what we seeing. That's what we seeing with Robert. And I'm excited. I can't even control myself. I ain't gonna lie to you. I turn on the TV. I turn on TV to watch Robert. I ain't gonna lie. The man, that's how cold this man is. The man cold. He one of them dudes 
As my man say on TV, when he come to the court, you say, mama, there goes that man. When you got beat up as a little kid and you ran and got your mama, and then your mama took you back, and your mama said, boy, you better not come home unless you beat this dude or you're going to have to deal with me. You looked at mama and say, look at that, mama. That's that man. That's the difference, people. And that's what we got. So enjoy that shit. I had a front row seat yesterday while I was getting into a drunk coma at the rate. I was in the bleachers and uh, watching Brian Reynolds. I love Brian Reynolds for the Pirates. He played a beautiful center field yesterday. Luis Robert is miles ahead of him as a center fielder, and that's crazy. Mac, you talking about, I've never seen, you know goddamn well, there's three guys on this show that ain't seen Willie Mays play in the flesh. We got our, we got Willie Mays in center field at the rate. How do you make, how do you take the perfect route to a baseball 100% of the time? People talk about his throwing arm saying it's not as strong as guys like Loriano and uh, a couple other guys. I'm not worried about that. Luis Robert makes a lot of throws on the move. He's never really going straight forward. You know what I'm saying? That's stuff he's going to have to learn. Mike Trout was the same type of guy. I was the I was the idiot talking about Mike Trout not having a strong throwing arm when I didn't take into account how many throws Mike Trout was making running left to right in center field. You know what I'm saying? Ha- delivering a baseball on the run. I'm a center fielder. I know how that shit is. And it's going to make it look like you're not giving your all on a throw when in fact I'm just trying to hit the fucking cutoff man as soon as possible <laughs> to, uh, to make sure first and third don't turn into a double and an RBI you know what I'm saying so I know where I, I gotta fucking apologize to Mike Trout I'm sick to my stomach Mike Trout is one of the best center fielders to ever play the game Luis Robert is better than that bum too and we got Willie Mays at the rate Yes, I mean I'm not gonna say better than Trout because he gotta we gotta get a full season out of. I'm not gonna say better than Mays because we gotta get that. Career. No, he ain't better than Mays, but that's the same but type of player. That's exactly that's what Stay I'm in talking the bracket. about. He's in that top tier of athletes. Yeah, we have ever seen as White Sox fans. The man is elite, elite, and he makes shit look so easy. No, that look at the flick of the wrist. That man flicks his wrist, and it's a home run. That's what he does. He yeah, against Hendricks it. on Sunday, it was nothing but a little fucking tap, was it? Yeah. So I mean, the guy is absolutely amazing. What he does out there, I mean, he'd be so cool and smooth. I mean, I just watching him in center, how he run down balls. He just so cool. It's like, man, you looking at him like, damn, is he gonna get there? And it's like he just playing with the ball. Like, you know what? I'm a, I'm 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 out here for a Sunday stroll. Cat with some yarn, huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? The man is is cold. He's he's smooth as ever, man. We we got something special on the south side. And that, and that's what I'm excited about. We got us a guy that can carry us in multiple ways. Now, speaking of carrying, Mac. I don't. I love talking about the Petera. I I love that man. But let's talk about the two-eyed wonder, Max Scherzer, carrying the Dodgers back to glory this summer. Aussie, as Aussie boy, that, that fu- you <laughs> was boy. on that fucking train like a red line going to the rake. He was. Boy, tell me how you feeling about Mad Max coming to save the day in the desert? Well, well he's that why he does it, <laughs> but. Since what, what's he had six games? I wrote a couple of notes before six games, four and oh, 1.29 since he got there. Uh, and now all of a sudden, Los Angeles Dodgers are in the first place position ahead of San Francisco Giants. So, you tell me if my prediction that whoever got Max Scherzer was going to win the World Series was correct. It's undecided. I hope it's not correct because I want the White Sox to. But oh, really? <laughs> but Jesus Christ, he's kicking ass out there. He's kicking ass. The Dodgers in first place. Say what you want, but 
a lot of predicted the Dodgers to be in first place and win the division and go to the World Series anyway. That was with Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer's situation happened. They need to find something else. And what did they do? Go out and get the fucking stud of all studs, the Bulldog, the fucking Mad Max, the MS Scherzer train has put him into first place. Future and Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. Go ahead and, and say that, Isaac. Future. Future Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. I'll sign off on that shit. I mean, you yeah. Sign off on that shit. I mean, it's exciting <laughs> to watch some it's other teams in. coming out of nowhere. I mean, we've, We've had our gripes about the fucking uh, the the Phillies are looking good. They might overtake Atlanta. I said Atlanta are going to win, but New York Yankees coming up above Boston and you know, the wild card and all that shit. But man, the Dodgers with Scherzer that just added some fuel to the fire, didn't it? And boom, didn't take long. Nah. Did not take long to cut the. They gobbled up a lot of fucking games after the deadline, adding Max Scherzer and uh, Trey Turner. And Shay and San Francisco haven't really played that bad. No. Like, every time you look at their last ten, they're six and four or seven and three. You know, and all of a sudden <laughs> the Dodgers are fucking there, man. Yeah, you was right on that, Oz. I mean, uh, you was absolutely right. I mean, the Dodgers wasn't in first place. They was battling with uh, the Padres at the time for one of the wild card spots. And yeah. now you know Max goes over there and, and he and he does what he does. You know he make that ball move. He make that he make that. Four thing. and in six games. One point two nine ARA. That's unbelievable. Will, he, will he, that he make play that thing in a move. minute race? Oh yeah. I'm gonna tell you, you like right now. Fear? I wouldn't want if I'm in, whoever I am. I wouldn't want to face the Dodgers in the playoffs. I wouldn't. Man, you got that? They got them starters over there, man. They got that lineup over there. And I know uh, a couple of guys haven't been all the way themselves this year. But that's a dangerous fucking team, bro. Milwaukee are too, though, mate. Milwaukee, Milwaukee in the playoffs dangerous. in the National League. I can, that'll be a good series. if they that, That'll come down to them two teams. Don't you think, Green Eye? Uh, yeah, you got to think. Milwaukee is a splitting image of fucking Tampa Bay. Built on the, built on the bullpen and the pitching. And you got timely hitting. Milwaukee is feasting right now because they got two Randy Arenas right now and Willie Adamas. And God now damn Roddy- it, it, reminds me they're not the 93 Ooh. Blue Jays. Ooh, Jeremy Burnett is in the house, Aussie. Let me, ooh. And you got Rowdy Telez, who I fell asleep in fucking Milwaukee, woke up, trolled Rowdy. I got a voice that carried. And I was sitting right field line. I knew this cocksucker heard me. Because I every time I said something, the man hit two home runs. So he's sticking it up your fucking punk ass, <laughs> bro. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to get fucking canceled or something. Because I'm responsible for Rowdy Telez propelling the Brewers into <laughs> first place. I think it'll be a bloodbath if they face the Dodgers in the playoffs because both of those teams can explode offensively with four to five run frames against any pitcher. But damn it, you do not want to face Max Scherzer with your season on the line at all. You oh, no, Max, wanna, Matt, you Matt, gotta Matt, face him twice. Say, give me the ball. Give me you the ball. You make an eye contact with Max Scherzer, nigga. You zero for three with three K. <laughs> you got. You got to face him twice. You might have to face him three times. <laughs> Bring him out the bullpen like he Chris Sale in the World Series. Man, you might have to face that guy three times, bro. That man yeah. is a dog. He's, he's absolutely a dog, man. I mean, now, I mean, Ozzy called it. I mean, he did. Yeah. I, you got to give him credit. He said whatever team get Max was going to have success. And, I mean, the Dodgers chucking along, man. When you got that guy taking the they ball. They're playing the best ball when yeah. it counts. Yeah, he's a different Herb. type of dude, man. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to rub my Uncle Herb Lawrence the wrong way with this uh, next segue. Uh, the San Diego Padres are in the same boat as the Mets. You just spent all this fucking money. Your rotation is in shambles. You know, Stephen Matz is playing for a playoff team in Toronto. You know that, right? He was the one guy to escape that bullshit. You know, San Diego, you're headed down that road. Fernando Tatis was supposed to be the fucking, the, the savior shortstop that the White Sox lost the trade on. Motherfucker. 
San Diego got that shortstop playing right field right now. T.A. would never be playing right field on a contending White Sox ball club. You made the trade. You sent all the prospects away for Mike Clevenger. Where the fuck is he at? You got to lean on fucking you, Darvish and Chris Paddock. In a pennant race, when you're in third place, damn, they're going to get gobbled up by the Reds, who playing better baseball than you with less payroll. You fired fucking Larry Rothschild, the pitching coach. Why? You never addressed it. You needed to trade for Trey Turner and fucking Max Scherzer if you was going to have a big void in your rotation and your infield if you don't want Fernando Tatis Jr. playing shortstop every day. You clown fucking show on the beach. You're going to waste away Jake Cronenworth's best years because he's going to be up, stuck in one position. His value is he's one of the more versatile players in the game. And you're going to waste that away. You're going to waste Manny Machado. You're not making the playoffs with fucking Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis. You should be ashamed of yourself. Will Myers, Eric Hosmer. Oh, yeah. All, all, all the little biscuits that they fucking brought in for the morning tea have fucking gone stale. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you took my boy, Don Orcio, from Boston. You took him out of that booth to put him on the fucking beach to call games for a third-place fucking team while my Red Sox are fighting for their fucking life in the East. <laughs> yeah, I had to say, I know better. Well, you know, you I don't give a fuck about, about the Red Sox. I wasn't going to say but, that. Uh, yeah, you know what I don't give a fuck about the Red Sox. I don't give a fuck about But uh, <laughs> San Diego, fire everybody. Start over. Keep Jace Taylor. I will say this, though. As a White Sox fan, I never had a good feeling about the situation in San Diego, because anytime we were declared the champions of the off season, it never worked out well. Yeah, fuck that shit. Melky that, Cabrera, that's cool. baby. That's like a snatcher. Honestly, <laughs> it never worked out well for us when we were the champions of the fucking off season. That's like Yasmin and Grandel getting fucking bites on balls when he should be hitting home runs, mate. The home runs he hitting now, he was taking for walks. Early in the season, we, we, we told him not to swing a bat on the bad guy right there. We told this man to never swing a bat again, and now he's sending it to the Goose Island every other day. Bang, bang, bang! Opposite field, right-handed, left-handed. But these other pricks want him to fucking walk and get and fucking cue the re- scheduled Yasmani Grandol walk. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, uh, that is a boring tweet though. <laughs> Hey, I love it. I just be tweeting, give me the fucking grand dog. Yeah, I be right. yachting, man. I be yachting at that tweet. No, I ain't going to lie. But, yeah, I mean, they was crowned the off-season champs. <laughs> and as a White Sox fan, I had flashbacks. Anytime anybody praised our off-season moves, I was fucking like, oh, shit. This ain't going to go well because we never we anytime we got praised for doing anything in the offseason, the season never went well. When David people, Robertson, when people, Melky Cabrera, yeah, yeah. I mean, the list is going on. Jeff Kepinger. Adam, oh, uh, yeah, Adam uh, LaRoche. <laughs> anytime, anytime we had a guy, Orlando crying, Hudson, baby. Yeah, anytime we got praised in the offseason, it went flat. So I was yeah, like, LaRoche runs. That was that was a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I was like, "Fuck that! It ain't finna go well for San Diego." That's why this year I felt good. Everybody was talking yeah. shit about Han. He didn't build. It wasn't enough death on this team. He didn't build enough death on this team. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. So I'm like, "Shit, the White Sox gonna win this year." Anytime exactly. the and White we get, Sox we hate. get Hamilton, and, uh, what are we getting him for? We get Goodwin. Oh, what the fuck are we getting this guy for? Yeah, and they've done nothing but produce and yeah, flip produce. Exactly. Anytime I, I notice something, if White Sox Twitter hate it, it turns out to be great. If mm-hmm. White Sox Twitter love it, it turns out to be bad. White Sox Twitter, everybody agreed on the bullpen. The bullpen has been ass. Everybody hated the off-season death move. Those moves have turned out wonderful. <laughs> so that's the lesson. If White Sox Twitter hate it, go bet on it. Yeah, jump on it. Jump on it with all your cash. <laughs> exactly. 
in the name of my fan base and my social media family, y'all could kick rocks, ho. <laughs> kick rocks, ho. <laughs> yeah, y'all no. absolutely right. Brian Goodwin, fucking Jay Clam in spot. But that's the beauty of Tony LaRusa. He uses the whole roster. And it's been amazing to see the different uh, lineups put together. Uh, the one thing that Rick Renteria and Robin Ventura failed to realize is that the White Sox have a couple of had a couple of outliers, but the the team depth wasn't really all of that. I couldn't start my bench guys for three three at least three games in a row. That'd be fucking suicide. That's why we would lose the ninety games a year. This team, we have enough outliers. Tim Anderson, uh, Yoan Moncada, Jose Abreu, um, fucking Pantera. They're playing keystone positions, Grandal, catcher, shortstop, center field. You don't have to rotate those type of guys. Second base, left field, right field. You would want to be flexible in those type of uh, positions. Vaughn in left and right. Eloy, left. Fucking Goody. Uh, Adam Engel, when he ever comes back. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know where Adam Engel's at, but... Uh, TLR been using the versatility of this roster, and I don't think that's been a problem for us. That's been a saving grace, <laughs> especially Leary Legend, low key. She, uh, Garcia he played a beautiful shortstop last night too. Oh, Garcia be doing this thing, man. I don't understand when people don't like him. Garcia do his legend. Thing, you know, I got I got to get a man credit. He got a fucking uh. Shout out to Ken Woe. You know, he be giving him a circle jerk on Twitter every fucking chance he get. Yeah. Slander, Yoan Moncada, and then bring some Leary <laughs> legend shit to the TL. He's scumbag. Hey, again. when he do that, when he do the Moncada shit, man, I just smile because I know he, he Call my man to hey, fucking Manudo. He, he willing to me. He willing to me. He willing to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a fisherman sticking out of Sticking out his rod, yeah. trying to get that catfish, man. He willing to be, he willing to be, bro. Hell no. Nah. So you got any uh, last words for the people, uh, Justin? Uh, well, today was a beautiful day, actually. Aussie started the show off saying it was a great day, Sox off day. We swept the Pirates in a two-game set. We're getting healthy. Even though Lance Lynn uh, got on the IL with the knee uh, problem, I'm not worried about that either because we got a cushion in the standards. And plus, Ronaldo Lopez, Michael Kopech, others can just fill and, you know, slide in. You know, T.A. could get some mileage off his tires too, especially calling up Romy Gonzalez. And if you're going to have Leary Legend playing a slick shortstop like he did yesterday, that fucking double play was beautiful. The backhand double play side throw and then Cesar to finish it off with a nice smooth throw. You know, the Sox are going to be okay. We just got to make sure that pitchers like Dylan Cease and Carlos Rodon stay sharp down the stretch. You don't want them to look a little faulty, you know, when it comes down to the nitty gritty. So uh, I just want to close the show saying it's been uh, a real pleasure, you know, the last couple of days as a White Sox fan. And uh, blessed to be here, you know, 10 games up. You wouldn't have thought that uh, early in the season when we had our fucking injuries. What about you, Oz? Yeah, just looking at the schedule coming up, well, the remaining games, 17 road games, 11 at home. That should suffice enough to be able to clinch the divisions, uh, you know, halfway through them, I would think, maybe late September. But... I'm not too worried about the teams that we're going to face. The Boston series would be good um, just to see where we're at. If you have a day off and then play the Angels. I think they're the three games that we can really see where we are, but I don't want to like put the brakes on and say, okay, we're in the playoffs now. We're okay because we do have the Cincinnati games a bit later on, but when do we start to knuckle down? towards the end of the year and start playing our best team again is one thing I get concerned about. I mean, I know we've got next week to speak about this, probably about the same thing, but that's a concern for me. Are we, are we too comfortable? Who knows? Maybe go through some motions in, you know, the Oakland and the Texas Detroit series when it's away, the Cleveland games, we should probably clinch before then or in Cleveland. But, um, just don't want them to see them backing in 
to the playoffs in a um, too much of a relaxed state, I guess I could say. Mm. I hear that, Ozzy. All I got to say to the people is this. If you are easily offended, if you get triggered easily, then turn down the volume. I'm just fucking around. I just wanted to hear ham. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, Bad Guy Radio is out. <laughs> and I hope you people enjoy your time and enjoy uh, a white size winner. Goodbye.